she had a full-blown screaming match on set with him, cleaned up his vomit, and had this very toxic, dysfunctional Hollywood working relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. All fictional, of course, people. I am with Maddie Hassan of the film Taurus, which is no news to you because you guys listened uh, and tuned into my interview with, awesome interview with the director, Tim Sutton. And today we are with Maddie, MGK's on-screen co-lead, co-star. Welcome to Cancel Me Baby, Maddie. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I'm also very nervous. The title is intimidating. Oh, it is. I'm scared. Oh, oh don't There's a level of fear. I'm excited. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm inspired. There's a lot <laughs> happening within me. I'm having an introspective moment. Listen, all feelings I felt watching your film. Oh, good. So, so, so there we go. Um, but no, no need to be intimidated. The whole idea of the uh, name of my show, you know, as well as I, that we are just in an uptight culture where everybody is afraid to speak their mind and make art and, you know, for, without getting black in some way or having to explain themselves. And the point of my show is to just bring all kinds of cool thought leaders into the fold and just say what we have to say, make the art we want to make and to hell with it. Like cancel me if, uh, if you have a problem with it too bad, here it is. I like that. And I, I'm glad you called me a thought leader. I do call myself that. <laughs> exactly. She's like, it is on my business card. It, it is, is on my business card. It's but you know, people in the, in, as this film does actually, and I told Tim this too, which is why I love talking to people who work on indie films, because you guys do have, I think much more creative freedom, but yes, artists. And, you know, like I said, thought leaders and people doing and thinking about cool shit in media. And so here you are. <laughs> needless needless to say so in this film variety mm -hmm. said that you swipe the spotlight my dear swipe the spotlight and that is I mean there's some great performances going on here so that is a very that is a very big compliment and I will say this the MGK fan base they are hardcore. Even after releasing my interview with Tim, yeah. it is a dedicated in a good way. So I'm sure that there is a lot going on for you, girl. Like, like it's I said, high compliment and a lot of eyes on you right now. I don't know if the MGK fan base is really reading variety. <laughs> They're not. I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. But I also think that that like I'm a new person. You know what I mean? They've seen, uh, you know, the other people that are in this like Colson and, and Megan and Scoot and all of the lovely people that are in it have been seen by fucking Variety or whoever. And so I'm exciting because I'm like the new boy in school you know what I mean you know when you're little and there was like a new boy that year and you were like oh PJ is so hot like that's what it is I that's to me what it is you know I appreciate that I feel like that even with my show being kind of the 
not the new kid on the block, but you know, yeah, with amongst the varieties. So I feel like you and I actually, we, should, we have that in common. I feel that. It's like I making- think that's also a point that the movie kind of makes like in the end with uh, Naomi's character. She's like the new, the new kid on the block. She's new and exciting. I mean, he's died and they're like on to the next one. You know, it, it can't really be, you can't take, you can't put weight on it. You know, something that Tim told me that has kind of stuck with me and I thought that was really cool is he talked about how Megan Fox, who we know obviously is in the film and plays um, MDK's character's ex, very meta, love a meta moment. Um, Tim talked about how she really had no ego, how she showed up and just, you know, had her own clothes, no entourage. And as someone who's worked in Hollywood for years and has seen it all behind the scenes, I thought that that was so refreshing. And for you, an up and comer, I wondered how much of a dialogue you have about that in your head, whether you experience it, whether you're like, I don't want to be that person as the talent. I'm sure you've seen it. I was having a conversation last night with someone else in media and they put it perfectly. They're like, you don't want to be a dick if you're a guy and you don't want to be a bitch, right? If you're a girl. And I was like, that's a good way to put it. So I'm sure that that's something that you've, like I said, have experience in the business. Think about, um, talk to me about that. Yeah, I try to, this is going to die. Do you have a laptop charger? I just saw a low battery thing and I don't want it to be that situation. Um, I try not, (laughs) I try not to think about, uh, not being a bitch. I used to think about that a lot when I was younger. Yeah. And I found myself like fluctuating between not expressing myself at all. And then when I did express myself, I was like, oh, I'm so frustrated because I've been holding this back for so long. Mm -hmm. So now I just am really direct. I'm very direct. And I don't lot of emotion into anything when I'm on set or working. That's interesting. And that's something that this film explores, right? Because obviously his character is someone who is huge rock star, who your, your character is his, basically like his assistant, his right hand. And he obviously is someone who is really difficult to work with. And I feel like, you know, there's a thing in Hollywood where it's like, you know, you're the diva or you're hard to work with, or you're, you're, you know, bitch, or you're like the guy who's a dick, but it's like, is it even healed or can it go both ways? Or is it just the nature of the business, you know? And is it something that is shed, like this movie sheds light on that, but. What do you mean? Do you think it's even, are you asking if it's even between men and women? I often feel like we don't hear about when men are, dicks right so to speak it's always like the diva like she's hard to work with she's the diva you know yeah I don't think it's even at all I mean I've been on set with men where they've done things and I've thought wow if I did that I would never hear the fucking end of it I wouldn't get away with that at all thank you for doing with thank you to your your own right hand here coming in hot with the batteries with the city for the day (laughs) yes I don't know your name but you are here for our cause. Thank you. Um, Maddie, what would be an example of that where you're like, yeah, that, that shit would not fly. I mean, I've seen 
you know, people that are big people holding up set for like 45 minutes to make a point and they get away with it because they're a big star and they're also a man. And I think a woman of, you know, whatever same level of fame, if she did that, you wouldn't hear the end of it because then she's a bitch, right? It's not, it's not expected out of a, a feminine person to, um, you know, I mean, it's not okay for anyone, but I, when things like that happen with men, I often think like, wow, what would happen if a woman in the same position did the same exact thing? How would they be treated? And how much would people hear about it afterwards? Because when men do it, you're kind of like, oh, he's just like a, he's just a dude, like he's swinging his dick around. And you know, there's like a level of respect to it. Totally. It's like the Ari Gold character in Entourage, right? It's like, they're funny or they're entertaining. Talk to me. I like what you said, how, and this is something now, you know, in my early thirties that I'm coming to as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a woman in this business, I love what you said about being direct because I hate how we're like, oh, I know, uh, maybe there's it. You know what I mean? Since you took that on that mindset, have you noticed a shift in how people in the business react to you and respect you and how that dynamic has changed maybe? I don't know if I've noticed, but I've noticed that I feel a lot better. <laughs> You're like, to, to hell with those fuckers. But let me tell you, I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah. I feel a lot better. Yeah. And I I think for me, if I focus on what they are thinking of me in that moment, like it defeats the purpose entirely of what I'm So true. But then I also find myself like in writing emails, like I, I, when I first started being direct, I went so far in one direction where I was like, this is what I need, blah, 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 blah. But my personality is, is more warm than that but I was really avoiding like using exclamation points or being warm at all. And so I have had to find like, who am I as a person, but also how do I get respect? And it's like a weird thing to have to navigate that men don't have to do. Okay. So like quick sidebar off this, but I'll notice sometimes when I have a business text or an email, I'll do like a little smiley face. And I'm like, you don't need to have a smiley face. Like, yes. get Ask the 86, the smiley face. No, sometimes you want to have a smiley face. Sometimes you mean it. <laughs> sometimes I need it. Okay. okay. There's so much fucking baggage with this smiley face as a woman in, in any kind of business. So you know what funny. I mean? And also in this, in this industry where it's so creative and everyone is so close and it's not as, uh, the lines are a little bit more blurred. Sure. Like with me and Tim, for instance, like we're really good buds now. He's He wasn't just like my boss or the director or whatever. Now we're buds. So if I was texting him, I wouldn't be like, hey, I need this. To, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would text him and be like, love you. You know, it's confusing. And you know, it's, it's interesting because I feel like both things can be true. And this might be a surprising take for my listeners, Maddie, because I often, and I feel very strongly about women being in a powerful state of mind and not being in a victim, like men have it easy. Women have it hard. Like I'm very much against that. Cause I think it's what you're speaking to. Like we step into our power we're limitless. And I don't mean that in a cheesy way, you know, and I like, you're wearing a share shirt right now. Like 
who embodies that shit more than Cher? I literally will wait. And her young boyfriend, like I'm, I'm here for the aesthetic. I love the whole thing. I love the whole vibe. And so I feel like both things can be true to what we're speaking about. And even what this movie sheds light on, which is like, yeah, men are, you know, glorified by it for acting a certain way in the business or in any business for that matter. And at the same time, you know, I think women can also step into the power of, of their own. You know what I mean? and not be in a, in a victim mindset. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, That's okay. It's not charging. <laughs> oh, it's not. Why is this charger cock blocking our moment? I don't know. We're having a moment and it's. Hey. It really is. It really is. How are you? I'm doing great. <sighs> is it working out? Yeah, wait, it was. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Move it. Shut up. Live TV no. people, Jimmy Fallon could never. Jimmy, Jimmy step Fallon aside. Could fucking never. Could never. Like it step aside. Step aside for us, the new wave. Like she's vaping. She's got the share shirt. Just the whole goddamn aesthetic. My I'm God. stressed. I'm. Stressed. <laughs> she's like, I am stressed by the name of your show, girl. I was stressed. <laughs> I was stressed at the Zoom invite. Okay. Listen, it's okay. If something bad happens, I can switch to my phone. Okay, we got backup. I love it. We have backup. Okay. But Let's that, talk. yes. But but does that idea make sense to you, Maddie? Again, how both things can be true? Yeah, of course. What do you think of... So MGK has said this, and I think he said it pertaining to this movie. But the idea of him in real life, and Tim and I talked about how, how autobiographical is this blurring the lines of fiction and reality, right? But something I thought that MGK said that was interesting is how he himself feels like a Peter Pan. Like, he's like, don't grow up. I am a Peter Pan. And does this movie not encapsulate that, right? Like, even though he's a rock star, he has a self-destructive life. It's like a guy our age just lost in the sauce. So, oh, she's like, yeah, he really is. So talk to me about that aspect. Like, let's put the spotlight on these guys, right? Is this something in Hollywood? Is this an epidemic with rock stars, with men right now? Like what is going on from your vantage point? Or with women too, with everybody. Is everybody a Peter Pan right now? Including your charger that is flying off into Neverland, Never Neverland. It's happening. I'm making it work. It seems like it's about to die, but I have a good answer to this question. Oh, I want to know. Oh my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. Here. Yeah. Yes. Woo! Is it working? Is it going to work? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, you know what it is? It's the presence of Cher. I'm making it work. <laughs> I'm dead as shit right now. I am dead. I didn't come. If this isn't off the cuff in the moment, living for the <laughs> present, people, I don't know what is. I okay. So about your question, I okay. So Peter Pan's, yes, the Peter Pan's of it all. The Peter Pan syndrome, I think, is an excuse to be immature. <laughs> Look at my boobs I'm, bouncing up with excitement. Yeah. It's an, it's a convenient excuse to not grow out of your, uh, bad habits and yes. move past your trauma. I actually don't think 
that Colson has that. I think he's really self-aware when you speak to him one-on-one, -on -one, he's very like aware of, of uh, his patterns. And I think he's in a relationship where they seem to be really communicative and talk about all that stuff. So I don't know for me, just in viewing him like as a person and not viewing the per persona thing, I, I think the mm -hmm. Peter Pan syndrome thing feels like a character to me where like him as a person, sure, he's like a teenage boy in a lot of ways, but I think he is really self-aware and tries to be better. But I think the Peter Pan syndrome thing as a whole for men or for women is just an excuse to, you know. And I feel like we're totally, and we're in such an interesting time culturally when it comes to that, because I feel like you have one end of the spectrum that's like, you know, be a man and rub dirt on it. And then I feel like there's another side. That's what you're talking about, which is almost like yeah. enabling them. And it's like, bro, are you, are you good? Like what's going on? Um, <laughs> it's concerning. So like I said, in the intro, you know, again, variety consumed by MGK viewers or not, that is TBD. They're over here with the cool kids club with me and you and Shara cancel me, baby. Okay. But like I said, they say you swap the spotlight. It's what I talked about in the intro. Like your scenes are cheated. Like you are like, it is like you are right up in there. Um, <laughs> so phenomenal job and hats off to you. Talk to me about coming down from those scenes because I mean, it comes with its occupational hazard. You are an actor, but coming down, like even in those screaming matches and the, and the toxicity and the crying, like, were you guys on set, like between takes, like, holy shit. Or are you just like, so anyway, you know, what's, I think it what's depends up, buddy? On, on the scene, like the screaming match, we actually both had a lot of fun doing that. Okay. Which was, it was nice. I, I think we were both equally in it was very real for him. And that made it all the more real for me. And we, you know, we were both like, yeah, let's do it. Scream at me more, hit me, you know, like we were both excited to get into that amount of anger. And I love yelling. So I was jazzed about that. The crying scene, <laughs> eating the burgers, I was not well after. <laughs> really? Physically or emotionally, I did throw up because I ate I think 10 whoppers oh. in full, I ate a lot of them. So physically it was bad, emotionally it was bad. It took me an evening to recover, but I was fine. She's like method acting people, look it up. It's, it's a, <laughs> look it up. It's an act. Me and yes. fucking Benedict Cumberbatch, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I feel like something else that I talk about this on my show and this film encapsulates it is how you are the, again, very, very feminist of me, if you will, but you are like the train that keeps this shit. Like this guy is falling apart. He has the world watching him. He's a mess. Like I said, he's self-destructive. He is like melting down on set, difficult to work with. And you are like the train that keeps the shit running. Like you are the conductor. And I feel like, isn't there something to be said? I feel like, Men, actually, this isn't very cancel me, baby, because I feel like this is a very PC talking point, but I feel like yeah. men can't fucking survive without women. Like we run, <laughs> where's the lie? I've seen it even in my own family. Like they fall apart. Where is the lie? You know, I have been 
with men like that, where I have been the caretaker and they truly do fall the fuck apart and all all of their issues are your issues and you push your stuff aside much like Alana does and you get to really focus on this one person you don't have to look at your stuff at all and there's like some relief in that mm-hmm. and I've been with people who really have their shit handled and they're really boundaried and I love that yeah so I think I think you know healthy balance someone who has their shit going but that also hot. it's like the yin and the yang yeah. you can like rely on each other to to keep the to keep the shit moving everything in healthy moderation and balance so cancel me to that people okay (laughs) cancel her yes what's that I said I'm gonna get you canceled that's my goal (laughs) it's mutual (laughs) let's just get each other canceled and do it and then we'll be in, in the canceled state of bliss um something that Tim also said that I really loved and I want your thoughts on this is how this movie he's like I didn't want it to have this like holier than thou message he in fact was like I actually get annoyed by movies with messages and I that I obviously here totally agree with like everything now being so virtue signally in your face trying to preach something and he's like no like I'm not about that and this this movie ain't about that life um speak to that and if you feel the same and what what the movie does mean to you and what it does bring into the world given that he doesn't want it to be this preachy messagey thing Yeah, I get really um, bored by movies that have a very clear message. It's just boring. It's not exciting. I feel like um, I'm being talked down to and spoon fed like a sweet little baby. Uh, And, you know, there are moments for that. There are moments where you want to be told exactly how to feel by by cheesy like lifetime music cues and there are moments where you want to come out of something being like "Hmm, don't know how I feel but that was interesting and visually beautiful and I liked that moment and um yeah I I I can't really watch the movie as like uh I can't go in fully as a viewer but I can really appreciate Tim's style and his art because Mm. I'm a big fan of like how loose he keeps things and how he likes things to just like you know uh live and not be making a point and not it he doesn't like to have uh moments you know he likes to just let things happen let things happen I love that it's like can we just see it I mean even listening to you to your take on this, like the first thing that comes to my mind is Disney and how, like, in my opinion, I feel like now they are doing the absolute most to like have every single thing be a message. Like, are you taking notes? Cause we're going to quiz you. And an example is like <laughs> Mulan, like, right. Like I worshiped Mulan. We saw her being a boss ass bitch. We saw her like kicking their ass. Like we saw it. And it was like, that's yes. And now it's like, everyone's gone. So like, gung-ho extreme on being spoon-fed to your point and so I What's love wrong the with kind Mulan? of huh is there a, another Mulan that's bad oh that's a whole other thing well there's a new well no I'm just saying well there yes yeah, so they they yes. didn't okay. I actually was on the movie set interviewing the stars in overseas for that film 
but just in general, like with everything they're trying to do, they're like, we have a character who is this, and this is the <laughs> message. We have a character. Yeah. It's like put a PSA out, and it's like, okay, like, and I loved, I really appreciated what Tim said because it's like, let the art speak for itself. And I love the kind of like up to interpretation thing is really, that's what art is, right? It's subjective. And yeah. I love that. That being said, Disney, like if you're listening, I'm tech avail, please hire me. Um, She's totally like, if Brie agree, Larson but... mysteriously gets food poisoning and you need <laughs> a, a Marvel star. I'm here, you know, love Girl. what you guys are doing. No. <laughs> she's like the thoughts reflected on the cancel me baby podcast do not fl- reflect those of that of maddie don't fucking listen to her no. <laughs> she's like we just met so ignore I this bitch know her i don't know her no, yeah we are not associated she's yeah. like but i do know share and i fully stand in her statements i of stand life. with share yeah maddie do you think that being a celebrity, this is something this film, you know, tackles. And again, Tim and I talked about this, you know, the idea of always being on display and being a slave to your fans, so to speak. But then on the other end of it, like people relishing in the spotlight and it's like, can you have it both ways? With that being said, is it hard to be a celebrity? Do you think? Um, or a huge like rock star, like this character, right? I don't know. In watching Coulson, I mean, he's the first person that I worked with that had that kind of celebrity. I think it would be really difficult and I can't speak for him, but I think it would be really difficult in figuring out who is the character, you know, because MGK is a really big character, you know, larger than life living in its own universe. And he is a person, Coulson is different and he's quiet and thoughtful. And, you know, I saw him like fluctuate between those two modes in different situations. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it would be hard to separate those two things and to let them live in two healthy separate universes. I don't know. It seems difficult. Also seems really fun. I think some people handle it really well and others don't. Going off of that before we wrap, something this film made me think about and, you know, again, interviewing people from all walks of life and being in Hollywood and all this is um, something interesting to me is interviewing celebrities of different generations, like yeah, the John Travolta's and the Michael Douglas's versus like, you know, the she's laughing, I'm dead. I can only <laughs> imagine what's going on. Yes, Maddie, care, care to share? No, no. (laughs) She's like, I'm not trying to fuck with Scientology today, people. No, but like versus, you know, like the, you know, A-listers now versus like the influencers reality, C-listers who think like it is wild. So all that goes to say, I'm curious for your takes on the generational gap of Hollywood spotlight when it comes to entitlement and narcissism, because let's face it, it's always been there. It's always been underneath, but I feel like I'm watching it. I'm in the mix and I'm like, how is it that these like want to be again, reality stars, influencers have like so much entitlement or the Mm -hmm. youngsters versus like the class acts? Like, what does that say about us? You know? And do you think that this character reflects that at all? You know what? I actually don't think the entitlement and narcissism is different generation to generation. I think it's just much more recorded now. 
it's much more well-documented. I think a lot of people, maybe most in this industry are entitled narcissists. Oh, a hundred. I'm a little bit of a narcissist. Talk to my therapist, give Leslie a call. You know, Leslie, we all- shout out to you. Shout out Leslie. Are you a narcissist, a hard life. No, I'm not. But don't you feel like we, well, I actually think social media in this climate fuels it because it's 24. I I go to a party and if you look around, look at me on my phone. Oh, photo, photo. And it's like, since when are, it's like, we're the center of our own universe. Like never before. Like we are the most, and especially people like us in this business, it's magnified because 24 seven, it's watching myself on camera, auditioning, pitching yourself. Right. I mean, I think you go into this kind of business because there's some sort of hole you're trying to fill, like you desperately need attention to be validated, to feel like you have worth and are meaningful. And then now there's this whole other element of social media that's added that makes this even more of a self-obsessed industry. It's not just about the exact job that you do. It's how your life is being presented which is really um, toxic and I'm not immune to it at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's And you know, you bring up a good point. I feel like the irony is people like this character in real life, like all of these stars on a huge, on the world stage are adored. They're on a pedestal. Fans worship them. They're like gods. And it's yeah. fascinating because you're right. In real life, I don't know if you relate or not, but these are the kinds of people who are actually um, insecure or or narcissists. And, and like you said, need that validation. And that's what's so wild. Like it's such a toxic yet ongoing um, relationship with fame and attention in that way, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, the more validation you get from people that don't know you, the more insecure you become because you know that it's this false self that you're presenting. Even if it feels good in the moment, you have such imposter syndrome. And so I think it just really breeds really intense, awful insecurity. (laughs) So I think people that have that kind of validation on a grand scale are likely the most insecure people. Isn't that nuts? Like who would have thought? And it's like the bigger you get, the worse it is. The worse it is. Did you guys talk about this at all? Like between, you know, on set and this idea and that weird kind of relationship with fame? Because I have to tell you too, and I think the pandemic brought this to light, is that people started to feel less empathy for celebrities. This is why Mm -hmm. I asked too, right? Because it's like, bro, we're seeing like your lavish lifestyles and we're over here in Supper City. Um, So it's hard, I think, for people to feel an empathy because it's like you're living large, you know? Yeah. I think I I empathize with him a lot. I, he's a very sensitive person. The character or the person? Uh, Colson and both. Oh, Coulson. Okay, both. Yeah. I think right. they go hand in hand. It is like semi-autobiographical. Um, right. Sure. I think it's probably really difficult. I mean, it is hard to feel bad for someone like that, especially when you're seeing what we talked about. You're seeing like the character. You know what I mean? You're seeing all the fun stuff that this person does, and their cars, and their wealth, and their sure. accolades, and the whatever. 
but it's just like a very sensitive, likely very insecure person, you know, that is getting a lot of, a lot of fun stuff and, and, you know, accumulating a lot of wealth and fans, but does that mean anything? I don't really know. And I'm sure that the whole process has made you think about, um, in real life, personally, professionally, like, it's just wild. Like your character just keeps showing up for this guy. And again, such a dysfunctional, toxic way. And I'm sure it made you self-reflect like, you know, I never want to have this kind of thing in my life, or maybe I have, or maybe, you know, it, it really did. I think, yeah, it, it, (laughs) it really did. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as I was going through it, I was also in my life going through this shift where I was realizing, oh, I want to be in something that's very boundaried and I want to be valuing taking care of myself first Mm -hmm. and to have that person also taking care of themselves in any relationship. Um, Yeah. And I think I'm doing that now. Mm-hmm. hopefully it ebbs and flows it ebbs and flows it would be interesting if tim did another one with the roles reverse like the male assistant to the female superstar let's do it you know i'm ready like, to abuse someone with my power she's like i'm ready to revive my role and let's come back go. come back blazing so i have to let you go maddie this has been wow like we laughed we cried i think internally we, we lost our batteries we lost our minds we yes gave a note to share as we should very, very lastly for you. Um, you know, of course you guys are going to talk about how great and cool it was to work with MGK and Megan and as Tim did, and I'm sure that it was and being how huge they are right now, but for you, like what's something that was just like rad and cool. And you're like, that is the shit about them that maybe surprised you. Um, let me think. I, (laughs) I think that, I don't know if it really surprised, I mean, I I think when working with somebody that is that well-known, you have like a lot of maybe preconceived notions about how they're going to be. And they were both really so dedicated and so prepared. And I don't know if that surprised me or not. I, I think I was just happy about it. Were you intimidated, Maddie, given that you are like up and coming and, you know. I wasn't intimidated by Colson. He is like a sweet teenage boy. So any like intimidation I may have had going and you meet him and you're like, okay, come here. You know, I found found Megan a little bit intimidating, but I think that is just because I carry a lot of baggage from Jennifer's body. Um, You know, (sighs) like sexual awakening, like early teen, like it was very just like a bi-girl frenzy kind of thing. So it was overwhelming for me. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I was like, thank you so much. You were like, my sexual evolution came circa Jennifer's body. So yeah, it was like you, Angelina Jolie, girl interrupted. Thank you. I mean, I I told him I've been dressing differently the whole thing because of Megan Fox, like inspo. You have? Oh Yeah. Like you. even this whole thing. And oh yeah. If you look at I myself like from a couple, thank you from a couple years ago, 
I always tried to like dress because I'd be taken seriously and be viewed as like the smart, you know, journalist. It's what I was talking about earlier, like being like throwing caution to the wind. It's like, fuck it. Like here I am, like in my sexual yeah. womanly power, here I am as an intellectual and eat your heart out. Like, and yeah. she's, she's a vibe. It's out, brain out. Like that is what we're doing. We're doing both. We can do both. Wait, look at us doing. We're <laughs> doing this synchronized dance to share, Maddie. Yeah. Wow, what a vibe! Yeah. You just encapsulated everything that I'm about. So I salute you, and uh, we gotta have you back on. What a what a roller coaster of uh, emotions! I thank your charger. <laughs> I thank your charger for for that We've one. We've been really. through a lot. We've been through we, a lot. Together. I really feel like we're on a whole new level of understanding with one another. Yes, so. I think so too. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have our pads will cross again, I'm sure. And yeah, you, you definitely killed it. And I am in all seriousness, really excited to see what your career and bright future has in store for you. So thank you. what a, what a blast, what a down to earth chick. Love it. Okay. Talk again soon. I hope likewise likewise it was such Thank a you. weird tone that I just took <laughs> I, I don't know hope. how to say goodbye to people it was very Shawshank Redemption of you <laughs> <laughs> I love it yes it got dark it got dark it got okay, dark but that said Taurus everybody yeah <laughs>